When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, and we are continuing our preview and review of the Colorado Avalanche players. Today, we are going to be doing the captain himself, Gabe Landeskog. The man who lifted the Stanley Cup for the Avalanche. And Christian, I think this one's actually going to be kind of difficult to really fill up time for because Landeskog, amazing as a player he is, he's just so consistent. And so, I don't know how else to describe it other than uneventful. He just gets the job done over and over again. I just, I feel like I don't have a ton of talking points. It's Landeskog. The guy does everything. I mean, we preface this. If you've listened to the episodes from earlier in the week, we've talked about McKinnon and Prantanen and Kale McCarr. That's three players ahead of him that Landy just kind of gets forgotten about outside of Colorado inside of Colorado. We, we all know that Landy is the lifeblood of this team. And even when he got injured this year and missed the latter half of the season, you felt him not being there. You did, but he just adds so much to this team from the leadership standpoint. And, Oh, he's still, a really good fucking hockey player offensively and defensively. Yeah, I feel like you said perfectly. Landeskog, as many great players as the Avalanche have, they wouldn't be as great without Gabe Landeskog just taking up that leadership role and being the the lifeblood of this team, the heart and soul of this team. They just they're just not as good without him. It's you can't you can't really quantify it. You can't quantify it, but in a, in a way, when he signed that contract before free agency last year, everyone was kind of freaking out about it because it, it was a longer term deal, seven million a year. But me and you were just talking seven million isn't really that much. And like, for, it's really not that much. And for a guy like Landeskog, 
who is the lifeblood of this team. It's like it's like I said when he did sign this deal, which feels like forever ago because it was several, it several months before you were even on the show. I said, you can replace Landeskog on the ice, I guess, but you cannot replace what that guy brings to this entire organization. He is a guy that when he does eventually retire – is going to take up a role in this team and is going to be a significant part of the front office in the future. This guy bleeds Burgundy. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen to his post-game interviews after they won the Cup. He's talking about how he had pictures of Joe Sackick and them winning the Cup from the 2001 team. Like He was meant to be a Colorado Avalanche, and thank God that he didn't leave because that, I think, would have broken my heart more than anything in the world. Because oh, um, you, know, different... you remember who the leading candidate the was? The Blues. That would have sucked. That would have really sucked. Yeah, they, they pretend uh, to hate us, but they always want to pick at our spare parts. Yeah, they always do. So, I, I mean, signing to that deal, when he's 36, will he be as good as he is now? Probably not. But you're getting him for the last part of his prime. And, 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 at a and reasonable also, price. it's not a bad deal. Yeah, and also, it's Landeskog, yeah. the heart and soul of this team. His his leadership and experience with this team, when he is old and he's 35, 36 years old and maybe not scoring 30 goals a season anymore, he's still going to be worth that money. Yes. For what he brings off the ice. I mean, he's he's just a consummate pro's pro. And he he could go down as, I mean, there's only been a few captains in Avalanche history. He he could be the second greatest camp captain in Avs history when it's all right. said and done. It's tough. It's really saying tough. a lot because there's like four or five, but. It's also I, really tough to be number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be better than Joe Sackick is good. Because you, can, mean, also, like you can also argue that Joe Sackick is still the captain. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need four more cups from Landy D. I think even breathe on Joe Sackick. Even still. Sackick's the president who built those teams that if they do yeah. win four Stanley Cups, he'll get credit for all of those. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, if you look at Landisog's career right now, he only has 571 points in his career. Oh, which yeah, only, you know. Only. I mean, compared to the first two guys we talked about, I mean, he, he could hit to 1,000 realistically in his career. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the kind of guy that's going to play for a long time. Yeah. He's built to play in the NHL. This was really the first year in a really long time that he missed significant games. Like first time since I'm looking at his stats right now, 2012, 2013, I believe that was the year he got his concussion, his really bad concussion against San Jose. This was the most games he's missed since that. So we're talking almost eight years later. Right. Uh, you're talking about a guy who's consistently in the lineup. Um, and even though he didn't play in 31 games this year, finished with 30 goals and 59 points. Right. He was and, a point per game over a point per game player in the 51 games he played. Yeah, and at the time that he went out, he was at 30 goals and was leading the team in goals. More than Ranson, more than McKinnon, more than every other superstar on this team. He was the guy leading the charge. Yep. He was fantastic in this regular season for the 51 games he played. And it was still I I still don't know when he got hurt. I don't think it was the Carolina game. He it, had to it wasn't. Badly. It was a, it was a lingering thing. And the timetable lined up with the surgery to the playoffs that they just figured it was the right thing to do because it, it, it didn't matter. It, it did not right. matter. Yeah. yeah. It was the exactly right thing to do. And um, I I really do think, like, do you think if he plays all 31, does he hit 50 goals this year? 
I think he would have come close. He definitely would have gotten over 40 for sure. I agree. I mean, he's just, he's always in front of the net and just seems to be cleaning up the trash. I think he could have had a Chris Kreider type esque year. I really don't think that's crazy to say. Yeah. It was like on pace to do it. I don't think it's crazy either. I mean, just Landeskog this season, it's really hard to point at one specific thing for him, really, other than the surgery, because he just did everything so well this year every he was plus 27 game. in the regular season man he was like, plus 27 like he he had 30 goals before he went out like the fact we we're even having a conversation about 50 is ridiculous and i don't know he just did everything so well this year he's just a model of consistency year over year over year uh, you you look at his previous years i mean he had i guess you could say a down year in 2019 2020 where he only had 21 goals well, he, he, was played also, he was also hurt. Yeah, he played 54 games. So he, you're consistently going to get 25 to 30 goals out of Gabriel Landeskog. Pair that with McKinnon and Rantanen. That is still, in my mind, the best line in hockey, it without is. a doubt. Like There's there's always uh, some new popular, like this year it was Calgary. Like, oh, they were the best line in the NHL this season. They and played they, 82 games together. They should put up those Yeah, numbers. fucking course they did. And like the the Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line, like if, it has to be great. It's the only line they have in Boston. <laughs> but year, year over year, this is the best line in hockey. And it's it wouldn't be without Landeskog. People bring up Landeskog being like, oh, he's the odd man out there. No, he's not. You know, and yeah, you can put Nachushkin or you can put Lekkinen up there and get results, but you don't get the same results that you get with Gabe Landeskog up there. Because like we've said, he's a guy that takes other people's game to the next level. Here's my thought on Gabriel Landeskog. Is he the best player on the Avs? No. Is he the most important player? Yes. He is... There's a reason why he's a captain of the Stanley Cup champion. He He is the best leader I, I, i'll say I, I think he's the best captain in hockey i really do i, agree. I, I think he is yeah like that you can make a case for stamkos you can make a I case think, for... i don't think you can i think i think it's landeskog and crosby like yeah, yeah but crosby's a crybaby bitch so um well it works yeah it works you're right i gotta start respecting Sidney crosby a little bit more um but I, I don't think that's crazy to say that he's the best captain in the NHL. I really don't. I don't think that's crazy I don't to say. Think it's crazy either. I mean, the you really have to just put him up with like the long tenured captains of the league, like Crosby and Ovechkin and I guess Stamkos. But like those, like those are the guys he's even in the conversation with, like the yep. the, the the faces of that generation. Yeah, and is he the best player out of all of them? No, we're just talking strictly about leadership. I don't want people to get that confused saying we think Landeskog's better than Crosby. We both know that's wrong. But as a leader, I want Gabriel Landeskog every single day of the week because, dude, even his press conferences, they're almost boring because he answers every question right. And he does it the politically correct way. He does everything the right way. Like when he had to speak after the whole Nazem Kadri shit in St. Louis, he handled that a hell of a lot better than I would have handled it. Yeah, and he also handled the... It was ironically the game he went out after Carolina, after that fiasco of that Hurricanes game that we kind of just forget about now, where he called out the reps for not making calls oh, yeah, on Nazem Kadri. 
where he was like, I'm not, sa- I'm not saying this is what's going on, but I'm saying this is what's going on. I don't, I don't have the quote burned into my skull. He was saying it was based on reputation because Nas like, would be the like they're, they're making reputation calls, and I'm just looking out for my guy. Yeah, and he, he, he does that. And if there's one criticism you could have for Jared Bednar, he never gets involved in that stuff. Landis Clark's happy to do it right because he doesn't and, need to. Yeah, because he's he knows Gabe will go and do it. So I just I, I I go back to that contract. You you can replace Gabe Landeskog, yes, but you can't replace him in an aspect of hockey leadership and just what he brings to the room. Right. Cause yeah, you know, you can put Nachushkin. Like when Landeskog got his surgery, like, yeah, you can put Nachushkin up there. Sure. You can put Lekin in. Yeah, you can put Lekin in up there. You could you could put a guy up there and they'll be good and it'll still be one of the best lines in hockey, but you can't replace Gabe Landeskog. Nope. I mean, I remember when that whole thing was going on, it's like, who would be the next captain of the abs? And it's like, well, I don't want to have another captain. I want Gabe Landeskog to be the captain until right. he retires. So and now he, he will be. And now he will be. And if you go back to the production, he we just talked about all those leaderships. We're acting like he's not a fantastic point producer. I mean, he's over a point per game. I mean, he's he's close to it. He was close to being a point per game player last year. Um, he's right on the fringe of it all the time. So he's still a very productive player. And I think he's probably got like three or four really good years left in him. And then he'll probably start to taper off a little bit after that. And that, if that's the case, that's fine. Even then, even if he's not a point per game player, I see him sticking around a long time as like a 60 plus point. Like, Like TJ Oshie in Washington, just because that's my other area of expertise. He's old. But he still puts up plenty of goals, plenty of points year over year. And I'm not saying Landeskog is TJ Oshie, but I can see a very similar like trajectory point wise where, yeah, you know, maybe he's not a point per game player when he's 33 or 34, but he'll still be in the top six because he produces just so consistently. And his game isn't overly reliant on speed and skill. It's reliant on those getting to the net areas and just making the smart, correct plays. Those don't really tend to go away as you get older. No, they don't. So he, he may not be a point per game, but I think 60, 65 points is exactly where he's going to be at. And that is completely fine. And I I think if we go into next year and we're talking about him having 35, 40 goals, yeah, I'll take that all day, and it's a real possibility if he continues the 19% shooting percentage he had this year before he got hurt. That was in the playoffs, but yeah. Oh, that was in the playoffs? My bad. I jumped ahead. He had, he had uh, what was he this season? No, uh, you were right. It was actually 20. Oh, all right. Sorry, Gabe. I was looking at his career playoffs, which is 14. This year he was um 20%, so it went down in the playoffs. Ah, You're slacking, Gabe. You're really slacking, man. Um, yeah, he had an absurd shooting percentage. I don't know if he continues that next year, but like you said, a lot of the goals he scores are right in front of the net. It's not like he's a sniper and he was getting lucky. Like he just scores a lot of goals in front. So, um, not much to talk about in the regular season because there's only 51 games as a sample size, but in those 51, he was fantastic. I mean, you look at his career shooting percentage, it's 12.2. The year before, he was 12.9, 14.5, 14. 
it's gonna go down. I mean, that's yeah. that's just what shooting percentage is. If you have twenty percent, you're probably going back down. But like, even if it goes back down to like fifteen, that's still ridiculous for him. Yeah, that's still good. You're still talking about thirty goals, right? If he plays all the games. So um, we mentioned how he uh, Gabe had a surgery and he was out for the final thirty-one games, and there was some question about if he was going to be ready for game one. I remember they kind of kept that. Um, close to the vest until really the morning skate of game one. Uh, he comes out in game one and looks like he hasn't skipped a beat against Nashville. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if you don't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Even though hockey's over, there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, and best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. It was unbelievable. He scores a goal in his first game back. I know it was obviously Borowiecki that basically kicked that puck in, but Landeskog was still incredible in that game. You could see it on the first shift that he, he's been ready for this. He was ready, and that was just a classic hockey chess move where they were trying to keep their cards close to the vest, and he came out and was just fantastic in the whole playoffs. I feel like we talked about this on the Miko episode. Gabe ended up having, what, 22 points in the playoffs? Yeah, he had 11 goals, 11 assists. And a plus 15 in these playoffs. He's just another guy that we forget. He was absolutely fantastic, and he had missed the previous 31 games and came into the playoffs and did this. Yeah, I mean, he's just a model of consistency time after time again. And he, we talk about McKinnon getting buried and Ranson getting buried. Landeskog gets buried behind the both of them and in the playoffs as well. You don't win without him in the playoffs. No. That simple. You don't. I mean, plus 15 is a ridiculous stat in the playoffs. That is a crazy stat to have. So I, I did not, I don't remember him being that dominant, but I guess I just, that's just the thing with Landeskog is he, he doesn't need to be that unbelievably dominant. He just does the right thing time after time again. And it's, I just, um, I mean, what was it? Game three against Nashville, he had four points. Yeah, the first game in Nashville, he had four points. It's crazy, dude. Like you don't think Gabe Landeskog are doing that, but he definitely has that in his possible. Like he can do that without skipping. Every once in a while, like both games he played against Winnipeg this year, he had hat tricks. Yeah, those are sick. (laughs) I was at both of them. Like he is, he just has teams that he plays really well against. Nashville's always been one. In the St. Louis series, I think he was he was good. He was really good in the St. Louis series. And then yeah, I think he was probably the most consistent player in that yeah. St. Louis series and really helped set the tone 
for the whole team, especially like those third periods in St. Louis, all three of them. I, he didn't score in any of them or he, did he? I can't remember. Oh man. Now I got to remember that now, but yeah. regardless, I think, you know, he did remember the who so left the net and McKinnon. Oh yeah. He got that basically empty yeah, netter. You're right. That empty netter. He did score in one of those games. That was game three. Yes. It was game three. Yeah, but, and then he scored in uh, he scored in game two of that series too. Yeah, and five. Yep, he was consistent. I'm looking at the game log right now. He yeah. was good. Like, he was incredibly consistent in that series, and against Edmonton, it was the same story. Just consistent. And Tampa Bay, it's so funny looking at the Tampa Bay series and talking about like, oh, okay, Landeskog had three goals, and two of them were in the same game. McKinnon had two goals. Rantanen had zero. And we still won that series. And Darcy <laughs> Kemper was a 9-0-2 in that series and three games where he was just straight up bad. Yep. And we still won. Yeah, still I mean, won. he was like a forgotten game for Gabe Landeskog that he was fantastic in was game three against Tampa Bay. He had two goals. And he was fantastic in the game. He sniped two shots on Vasilevsky, but the Avs just got chip pumped in that game. So everyone kind of forgets how good he was. Um, and that was the last time he scored in the playoffs, but, uh, who cares? Cause he, uh, he hoisted the trophy at the end. He was the one taking the pictures with, uh, deputy commissioner, Bill Daly. So, um, yeah. And he had over 20 minutes in every single one of those games. Not bad for a guy who hadn't played in a couple months. He, he just looked fresher. I mean, it paid dividends. He looked fresh. He was the freshest player because he hadn't played in three months. So he had all of his legs underneath him. He was fantastic. So, that to get off topic for one second, that's what drives me crazy about hockey is it's like they play coy so much on what's actually going on with the player. And it drives me absolutely bananas, especially because I had Gabe Landeskog on my fantasy team this year. And they kept always saying in like the injury update could return, could start skating this week. And it's like, you motherfuckers, he's not going to play again. And I'm going to lose my championship, which I did. Um, but to get back on topic, we'll, don't need to talk about my fantasy team because who cares? Um, he, I don't know what else to say about Gabe Landeskog. I really don't. My, he's he's the best captain in the NHL. Led this team to a Stanley Cup, and he's going to be a Colorado Avalanche for the rest of his career. Yep. And do you have any concerns about the post knee surgery, Landeskog? Is there any concern for injury in the future? No, I don't think so. I mean. He's getting older. I'm sure he'll get banged up. I don't think it's the worst idea to rest him, especially to keep his legs healthy. Like we've talked about this on previous episodes. Now that the Avs won the cup, who gives a fuck about the regular season? Just get us in the playoffs. That's all I care about. Get us in the playoffs healthy and we'll be good. Um, And it worked this year. I mean, there was that talk. Remember when we were having those conversations about, should we put Landis Gog on LTIR so we could trade for Claude Giroux? And then, Joe Sackick had to just dunk on all of us and make all these trades and be like, yeah, we're still cap compliant, even with Gabe Landeskog. Yeah. Like, Oh, we, we got Lekin and, and Manson and we're still cap compliant anyway. Yeah. So suck it. Like we, we could do this without it. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked I, I, if he doesn't. If yeah. He doesn't play, I, I don't wait. think it's going to be a problem really. Cause I think, I don't think it's going to be a problem because they did the smart thing last year and didn't force him to just, toughen up and play through it he got the surgery he needed he got it cleaned up and was healthy for the playoffs and now i think he's just gonna be good to go unless something else comes up next season and here's the thing 
you can't replace Gabe Landeskog's leadership, but a guy like Val Nichushkin can play kind of the exact same role. And he's younger. He can take the beating on his body. Like you, you have a guy who can fill in for Landeskog while he's out. Right. So, and Val definitely took advantage of that. Yeah. The person who benefited the most from Gabriel Landeskog missing the final 31 games of the season, Valeri Nichushkin. Yeah. Valeri Nichushkin. We'll get to him on a whole separate episode, but Let's finish this one up with what are we expecting from Landeskog for next season? I just mentioned it. I I don't think he, um, I don't think he plays a full eighty-two games just because the Avs have shown they'll they'll rest. Well, their let, guy. Let, let's assume he does play a full eighty-two. If game. he plays a full eighty-two, I'm going to say thirty-five goals, and I'll just say forty assists. I think seventy-five points is 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 a good estimate for Landy. I was maybe under a little bit. But no, I, I think I think that's pretty reasonable. I'm I'm going to say 32 goals and about 70 points, so about in that same area. Yeah, his, his like, shooting percentage is going to go down. But if he does play the full 82 games, he's just going to find a way to put pucks in the net. It's what he does. It's what he does, and he's his game lends to scoring goals because he's willing to get in the dirty areas and score those goals. Right, like he's just going to do that. I, I think 35 goals and 75 points out of him is you're you're walking to the bank with that. I mean, 1 million for every 10 points. So take that all day. Um, is there a possibility where he could get hot and get to 45 goals? Yeah, yeah. there is. There's but, there's always that possibility. But if you look at his stats throughout his career, he's never really been that high goal scoring volume guy. I just think 35 is kind of his plateau. Right. And that's not a bad thing. Because you have other guys who can easily surpass 35 goals. Shit, right. Kale McCarr could surpass 35 goals if he really wanted to if McCarr can do anything he wants really yeah so um that's what we're thinking for the next season what what's your grade for this past season it's tough like this is gonna be a tough grading scale because we just I, list I, all those intangibles and all that shit he does everything right considering the role that he's put in see we're not going to hold every player to the same standard on this scale for what is expected out of them and what they did is what we're going to grade them on. I got to give him an A plus. I really mean it for what he did in the regular season. I know he got hurt and everything, but it was the right choice for the team. He comes back in the playoffs, did everything we needed him to do. He played his role perfectly. Is there a better version of Gabe Landeskog out there? I think this is the best one. I think you got. I think you got to say yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Mean, you're given the second A plus of this. Of this, um, I love Gabe. Uh, I think if it was any other player other than Gabe, and he missed 31 games, we'd probably be a little bit harsher on him. So I'm not going to go A plus. I'm just going to stick with an A. Okay. Um, so you you have still, an, you have an A plus for McKinnon, right? I gave it an A plus for McKinnon. And we both um, gave A minus to Rantanen, and I've got I've got A plus for Landis God because yeah. Because you're right. I think I would dock someone for missing 31 games. But considering the circumstance of those 31 games and how it ultimately led to him being better when we needed him to be, other than the the meaningless end of the regular season, considering the circumstance, I really can't knock him for it. And when he was around, he was leading the team in goals and was doing his job perfectly. And in the playoffs, you really have no knocks against him. Nope. I, I I think that just because I'm going to be a little bit like more tough to get an A plus, I think you can name the two players who are probably going to get A pluses on my list. Um, you already heard one of them, 
Um, yeah, I've got um, two as well, basically. There's maybe there's maybe a couple others. Uh, actually, ooh, actually, there might be a couple of them now that I'm really thinking. Yeah, about now that I'm thinking about it too, there may be. There's going to be a couple of A pluses yeah. on there. Yeah. So I, I think A's. I think A's still very good for Landeskog. Um, if he would have played like 65, 70 games in the regular season, it's no question an A plus. Yeah. No question. Uh-huh. But playing only fifty one games, um, I'm going to be fair in my grading. And stick with an A. Yeah, and I, I I can't argue with that. I think that's perfectly fair. I'm just saying that with the role he's in and the circumstance of him missing those games, there's a if you're making a pros and cons list, I have no cons. I have yeah. nothing to take away from him, other nothing. than other I than agree. games that was ultimately the right call. Yeah, and it was the right call. I I think. Could he have played through that injury? Absolutely. Would it have affected him in the playoffs? Yeah, and it would have been real shitty to see him kind of limping his way through. Um, is he probably the only player in the playoffs who kind of escaped without like any any dings like being dinged up? I'm sure he is dinged up after the playoffs. Yeah. Everybody is, but it's compared not like, to the rest of the like team, Nichushkin. it's not like Nachushkin where he broke his foot. Yeah, like he kind of he, he made the right call. Um, but man, that's. Uh, of the three players we've done so far, we haven't gotten below an A, and I, I have a feeling there's not going to be many players who are below like a B. There's really going to be very few guys that are but like I feel like B minus would be like the lowest that we would yeah. go. I don't even know who that and would be. Also, we'd be terrible teachers because we'd be like, well, the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, given I mean, what he it, had, it's the Avs, man. It's the yeah. it's literally one of the best teams we have seen. Yeah. In- decades there's gonna be a lot of good grades on the team yeah no if, if you're coming here thinking we're gonna be like c plus for gabriel landis got now you're you're listening to the wrong if, show if man. i had a capitals podcast i would be much more harsh i will yeah. say I'm, I'm not just like this super optimistic guy that is just like oh my favorite players are great all of them do everything perfectly you should hear some of my opinions on some of the washington capitals but the abs this will fit will finish up here especially at like Landeskog. There's not going to be a lot of bad grades. They won, and they were like three points back of the President's Trophy in the regular season that they weren't even trying to get, and they lost four games in the playoffs. Yeah, like sorry, you're not going to get me being like D plus. Get at I like that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean it's it's just not going to happen. So, um, are are we going to do one? We're going to do a review for Berkey, right? That that may be your toughest grade. I think we'll lump those all together as one little review, like players that departed. Okay. That, that, that'll be, that also if, might if be, you want to see, that also if you might be in the show and, and listen to Griffin be an actual strict grader, listen to the Berkey part when we do these reviews, because that'll be his most honest grade of a player ever, ever. I, mean, I don't want to get everyone all hyped up for that. Cause I think I'll end up being pretty fair and most people will agree <laughs> with my take anyway, but <laughs> That also uh, might be a complete lie. We might do Berkey just as a separate thing, but yeah. there, I don't know if we would because there'd be no preview part of it. So we might, we might, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. We might just lump that together as like a whole big thing with like Berkey, Kemper, Kadri. potentially Kadri. Cause as of this moment, he is not on the avalanche. I can't speak for the future when you're hearing this, but knack like we might do a whole separate thing for those i don't know we're still figuring this out as we go we're not this is the test run but i had a good time we were we were very diligent we gave good grades definitely won't be roasted by anyone in the comments um oh don't speak too soon yeah don't speak too soon it's the internet man everyone yeah, hates it is the internet. 
and everyone has an opinion. I mean, you're listening to us give our opinions, but uh, hell of a week for some reviews. And I'm excited to do the rest of the offense here in the next couple of days. Yeah. So thank you all so much for tuning in to another preview and review this one for Gabe Landeskog. We both A plus and A for Gabe, the the perfect man, really, just the, an absolute perfect individual. But that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Teledapsidus podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL, and you can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at tell it abs is use promo code tell it abs it is on seat geek for twenty dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more but that's gonna do it for us on landiscog we will be back next time starting with the second actually christian we'll figure this out live right here do you want to do the second line next or do you want to do, make an executive call and just make us exception for kale mccarr kale mccarr Okay, so we'll be back next time with a special exception for Kale McCarr, and then we'll jump into the second line because it's Kale. It's different. He, it's, does, it's, he deserves he's basically that. His own little thing. He's his own separate entity from everybody else. So we'll talk about McCarr next, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs. Mm-hmm.